everyone, and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Ron Wilson, CEO at InterviewStream and the host of Talent Storm, where we'll chat about everything that meets at the intersection of talent and organizational performance. We're focused on exploring the tips, tricks, and techniques for identifying and fostering talent and creating high-performance teams and organizations. I'm excited to be joined again today by a good friend of mine, Tim Furlong. Tim uh, joined us on episode four. Um, Tim has over 40 years of experience and is a nationally recognized speaker, facilitator, and executive coach. Tim is also the author of Quarter Turns, Small Shifts, Big Impacts. Tim is the creator of the My Quarter Turns coaching system that is designed to meet the accelerated pace of the modern and make immediate noticeable impacts. Tim brings a unique brand of edutainment to his seminars and coaching sessions. Tim, welcome to the Talent Storm podcast. I'm honored to have you with me again today. Thanks for having me back, Ron. And by the way, it's only 20 years. I am not that old, okay, just so you know. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> you said 40. Let me I said 40? I was, you did. Oh, my goodness. That, like, oh, wait, yeah. boy, did I, boy, did I mess that one up. Of course not. not to... I'm old, but I'm not that old. I'll put it yeah, that exactly. way. Ha- yeah, well, happy Thanksgiving, sure buddy. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Boy, what, a, what an interesting time to do a podcast cast and uh, you know drop on uh, on Thanksgiving day and and I couldn't be more grateful that uh, that you're with me to, to have this conversation and um, you know I know uh, we, we were chatting earlier and um, we're kicking around some ideas of, of topics we could cover and um, I think we both uh, leaned into uh, to gratitude and gratefulness as a, as a topic well, for sure I mean I think you know it's interesting because so many people that I've been talking to are like well what's the point of Thanksgiving you know, I can't travel, I can't see my friends, I can't see my family, you know, there's such, you know, middle of a pandemic that just won't go away. And, you know, what I've been saying is, boy, that's exactly why it's time to celebrate Thanksgiving. That's exactly why we need to. And you don't need a hundred people in your house or 30 people in your house or whatever to do that. It's, you know, it's always been one of my favorite holidays anyway. So we're going to, scale back our plans like everybody else and, and just, you know, focus on what's really important. And, and I think that's really what I always choose to focus on anyway with Thanksgiving is what really matters. And it, it's that one day where you get to do that more so than any other day of the year. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, and um, you know, I know, you know, a lot of people are struggling this year with, with everything that's go- been going on. I mean, the pan- t- pandemic, the, uh, you know, economic, you know, challenges, you know, social injustice, the political environment. I mean, there's just been a lot of go- going on for a lot of people. And uh, so I'm wondering, you know, like when you've been coaching people this year, you know, how have you been talking to them around, you know, about gratitude and, and being grateful and kind of how that can change one's mindset? Well, so I start every coaching session, every speaking engagement, every session I do with the same request. I say, tell me something good, right? I ask people to tell me something good. And it's, it's interesting because some, some people like, especially some of my executives I'm coaching, they're like stunned with that question and it will stump them because they're having such a tough week. They're like, man, it's going to be tough today. But, but ultimately they always find it. And, and when I do it with a big conference, it's a lot of fun. It creates a lot of energy. But there's multiple reasons why I do that. You know, as human beings, we are creatures of habit. We fall into patterns and we fall into routines very, very easy. And what I've learned over the years is that it's easy as you start, you know, doing what you're doing and and achieving at the levels you want to and doing the work you need to do 
it's easy to start focusing on the one or two things going wrong versus the hundreds of things that are going right. And like everything that becomes a habit and you start fixating on that one thing that's not going well. And look, you, you said it, there's multiple things that are creating stress right now, right? Pandemic, mm -hmm. this election that I thought, I thought we were done with it, but apparently we're not. Right. It's, it's, right. it's, it's the gift that keeps we, on. Giving. We may be turning the corner, but you know, who knows? <laughs> but, but, also, you know, it, and so when you think about that one good thing, it changes your energy, right? It shifts your energy. It tips your focus, whatever that is, whether it's something with your family, maybe you closed a big deal, maybe you find a new client, uh, or maybe, you know, you just got up and went for a run that morning or you had a really excellent cup of coffee today. It doesn't have to be earth shattering, but it shifts your entire focus. And that's real. That's not invented. When you think about those things that you're grateful for that are going good in your life, that changes your energy and your attitude. And, and you know that that impacts how, how uh, uh, your business runs. I, I like to say, look, in your life, people are either happy to see you come or they're happy to see you go. And you, and you choose that, right? You get to choose that every day. So just starting with something good, I think, is a real simple, easy, you know, formula for like creating the energy you need to. And a lot of the companies I've worked with have adopted that with some of their weekly huddles or whatever. Hey, we got plenty of problems, plenty of issues to deal with, but let's start off with what's going right first. And then we'll get to all that. And it just kind of sets the tone there. So that's an easy, simple thing that I like to start with, but there's plenty that, of others. That's that, that's a that's a good one because you know personally I have probably about twenty five mantras that I that I read every day and my the first thing I I actually read is what I'm grateful for and it's you know I'm grateful for my family my wife my kids my friends you know my my colleagues you know my investors you know my customers <laughs> um, my partners you know and and I think like you said like I start my day by re reviewing the things that I'm grateful for on an individual basis. And, and, and like you said, you know, that, that changes the mindset that gets the energy flowing in a positive place. And I, you know, firmly believe that, you know, where you, where and how you direct your energy is going to will the, the outcomes that, you know, that, that energy is directed towards. So, um, well, look, I you think can it's say, a, yeah, you can say and do, you can say and do all the right things, uh, but if you show up with the wrong energy, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't right. matter. And, and you know, we don't build monuments to naysayers in, in our world, right? And, right. and look, I, I've worked with some amazing people and it's very rare that I see someone that's built anything that's really a great company or a great organization or a great team. And that person is constantly negative, constantly sticking things apart. It doesn't mean they don't have a bad day, right? I mean, right, right, we're human. We're all gonna have bad days that's that's and and you know lately probably we've had more bad days than we would prefer right. but that you know that kind of erring on the side of hey i'm going to focus on a couple of good things not a bad way to start your day right it's an easy simple thing it doesn't cost you anything <laughs> right oh that that's that's a good one and in the 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 tip that you just gave earlier i i you know i think is phenomenal because i've never done this which is starting a meeting starting a company meeting like we have a company meeting every monday and, you know, I'm thinking, wow, what an impact it would make to let's start out the meeting talking about some examples of things that we're grateful for. And tell then me something good. You know, yeah, exactly. I love that. You know, tell me something good. And, and you know, what a, what a great phrase and simple statement. And like you said, it doesn't cost anything. And it can really set the tone for what you're trying to do, you know, um, within an organization. 
Right. It takes five minutes. And, you know, some people will always share something about their family and some people will always share something about work. It doesn't matter. I don't, I always tell people, look, I don't care if it's work or non-work, but I do tell people, Hey, if it's going to be non-work, let's keep it PG 13. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair um, enough. And yeah, no. And, and, and I truly believe, you know, a, a positive mindset, a growth mindset is, is, is going to positively impact your individual performance. It's also going to positively impact the performance of the people that you interact with and the teams that you're part of. And so, sure. uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more of the importance of, of, uh, of being grateful, being positive and, and directing your energy in that direction. Well, you know, it's a, it's a simple way to start, but I know there's people out there saying, well, gosh, we got bigger problems and we can't just start off with something good. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in that obviously this year I haven't been able to travel to speak at these conferences, but I do get invited to speak at fairly large conferences. And, and one of the bonuses of that is, you know, they let me watch all the other speakers and I, you know, I'm, mm. I'm like a learning junkie. I'm like, you know, I'm, I want to watch them all. I don't really care what the topic is. And I want to grab some pieces and, Oh, that's really cool. And at a conference I spoke at in San Antonio, well, I didn't speak, I wasn't there, but you know, I was yeah. there virtually. Uh, there was a woman that was speaking about trauma and resilience and, and overcoming that. And I thought oh, that'd be a good topic. And she, she the way she shared something, I'd, I'd never heard it before. She said, you know, the human being, right? Us as human beings, we're designed to withstand resilience or, or trauma, right? We're designed to handle a certain amount of stress. In fact, we're actually pretty good at it, you know, and, and look, we're all here today, those of us that are still here. We've been through a lot this year, and in our lives, we've been through a lot. But the way she described it is we all have a certain amount of bubble wrap around us, right? You know, that bubble wrap you used to play with. It's all it's in all the packages yeah. you're going to get. Sure. And some people obviously have very thick bubble wrap. You know, they can handle a massive amount of stress and trauma and issues and obstacles. And some people, it's a little thinner. But regardless of your layer of bubble wrap, the challenge this year is, the prolonged amount of stress and trauma that we've all been asked to deal with, right? I mean, this, you know, COVID is a good example. We, we think we're doing well. We think we've, we're, we're kind of turning the corner back in the summer and then bam, it blows up again. And then, and then this fall we're thinking, oh, this is great. We've got some of our kids are back in college and bam, now it, it, it appears to be, you know, back worse than it's been before. And so we always think we're, we're getting good and then bam, it, it gets, and then, you know, I already talked about the election and the amount of stress that that's created for us and, and just everything else that's going on, economics, things like that. And so the prolonged amount of stuff we're dealing with has just worn our bubble wrap, wrap down. I, I said once, I think my bubble wrap's down to tissue paper, right? And what that's done, the net result of that is people that you know, even super positive people, people that you see on a daily basis that you never see them lose it or you never see them appear to have a bad day are having those types of days they are overreacting i mean you hear about it all the time in the grocery store where somebody flips out because yeah, they don't snaps. have something or they flip out over this or it, just, just the other day somebody cut me off on the road and and i'm usually pretty good about that because i do it all the time mostly because i'm just not paying attention and i said a couple of things i'm like whoa i can't believe that just came out of my mouth right like, and, and so you start backtracking and thinking, okay, that had nothing to do with that situation. That has to do with the culmination of a lot of other stuff. And so it's just acknowledging that and, and, and being okay with that and saying, okay, 
I'm going to have some of those days and recognizing that it's not just that event, it's other things. And, and, you know, I've written about this a few times. You know, how do you get out of that? How do you, when you, when you are feeling stress when you're feeling that anxiety, there's generally a preceding event that, that starts that, right? If you, and if you're present enough, you can say, okay, what happened over the past few days or weeks that has led me to this state? And if you really do that work, I do that a lot in coaching, right? We go back and we do that work. You can kind of cut that off at the past, you know, oh, this happened or a situation happened with my boss or something happened with my relationship at home or something that my kid did that was, you know, happening or just whatever that situation is that creates that kind of you know, culmination of events that creates that state for you. By the way, the same can be when you're in those really good states, you know, those days where you are just crushing it and everything you right. do turns to gold and you're like, man, I am, I'm awesome, right? Things those are flowing, are baby. But yeah. people take that for granted. Like if you trace back the steps, there's usually some steps that got you there too. So over the past few days or weeks. And so there's a great quote that says, success leaves clues, Right. And so if you mm. go back and trace those clues, you can duplicate success more often than not. But what I'm talking about is the state of stress that you get in now, going back and looking at that and figuring it out. And then once you know you're there, what are your strategies for, you know, getting yourself unstuck? And, you know, right. I, I've created a bunch for myself and I use them with, with clients. But for me, number one is I have to create something, which means, I have to get on the computer and I have to write about something. It doesn't matter what it is and it doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> but when I create something, that generates energy for me that propels me through the day. And then when I create something, then it's good for me to connect with other people, whether it's email, phone, face-to-face, uh, -face, virtual. Those are two things that I know can jolt me out of whatever I'm at, wherever I'm at, and create this energy that I need. And, and that's one of the challenges people are having is, man, I can't connect in person with the people that, I, that really bring me energy, right? The only people I'm connecting with are the people that suck all my energy out of it. <laughs> so what do you, like, what, it, how do you coach somebody acutely? So like, you know, in, in, in a moment of time when you've, you know, obviously you, you've, you've reached a state, there was, you know, as you indicated, there was these series of things that have occurred to get you into this, you know, negative, you know, space that then, you know, creates some sort of action that is further negative. Mm -hmm. You know, what, how do you tell people in that moment, what can they do like in that moment to try to snap out of it or kind of step back, you know, away from that? And, uh, and maybe change the energy direction. Well, so maybe just a quarter turn. It's a, well, <laughs> it's a great question. And I'll tell you, it, it's hard, okay? Because it requires, right. the first step it requires is awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Most people just are completely, they have a lack of self-awareness. They're not really sure, you know, how, what type of impact they're having on others, on themselves. And so until you take the time to be present and aware, you're not going to be able to make those real-time adjustments. And, and look, most people, that's not where we start in coaching. It starts with, let's talk about, you know, when you show up and you behave in ways that you wish you hadn't, right? That to me is fascinating. Really smart, really intelligent people. They know they want to act this way or be this way or show up this way, but they show up this way. And if you really want to know the, the journey of coaching, it's about how do you get from 
where you consistently go because we're creatures of habit to where you know you want to be, right? That, mm. that journey and navigating. And so the first step of that is let's talk about a time in the past few weeks or months where you did that. You didn't show up the way you wanted to. Let's trace back steps. Let's talk about that. And that also requires you understanding what is your brand, right? I, I talk a lot about what is your personal brand? What, what, what do you stand for? Because once we know what your brand is, it, then it's easy for me to say, well, okay, Ron, how does how you just acted there, how does that support your brand, right? And it usually doesn't. So once we know kind of how we want to show up and then we've found a time that we didn't show up that way, then it's about recognizing it. And the first few times it happens, it, it doesn't happen in that call, right? It happens over the next few weeks between the next call. And if they could say, gosh, you know what? I had this conversation with my spouse or I had this conversation with my coworker or my boss and man, it didn't go well. And it wasn't until an hour later or the next day that they thought, man, I, you know, I should have done something different. And that's when you start shooting yourself, right? Be careful of that. But until they're aware of that and what, what they say is they get bummed out about that. I'm like, look, that's actually progress that you recognize that even though it was a day later, that's progress. Now the goal that you and I would work on is how do we shorten and compress that time frame so that it's not the next day or an hour later when you're driving home going, man, I should have done something different. You start shortening that to where if it's the next day, well, maybe it's the next hour and then it's the next minute. And then finally in real time, you're actually to make that adjustment. I just had a call with someone yesterday that I'm working with that he actually had gotten to the point where he recognized in the conversation with his direct report that what he was doing was not getting him the outcome he wanted. And even though it didn't go exactly the way he wanted to, that is massive amount of progress to be able to make that adjustment in real time. You've heard athletes talk about it. They'll say, you know, the game just slows down for me in that crucial moment. And, and that's kind of like what it's like in there. The game will slow down for you. So, I went into a lot of stuff there, but it, it, it's not as simple as, hey, we can make that adjustment from day one. It takes a little bit of, you know, looking inward before you can start kind of having that work externally. That makes sense? Right. Well, oh, totally. I, I mean, I, I, you know, as when I coach people and, and talk to people about this stuff, I'm like, you know, these, these things don't happen overnight. You know, you didn't become <laughs> the way you are overnight and exactly. the way you want to be isn't going to happen overnight either. And even though, you know, I, and I agree wholeheartedly, it, it starts with self-awareness. I mean, you've got to drive for self-awareness and you have to do, decide that you want to go on that journey. Um, you know, because again, these are all choices. So, you know, that, 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 that you get to make. And, um, and I think once you get on that journey and, and you start, you know, um, exploring that self-awareness, like you said, you know, you start picking up on things faster and faster and you're able to sure. compress, you know, that, that uh, reaction time, if you will. But, you know, one of the things that I talk to people often about is, is breathing. And I learned this through, you know, the <laughs> last breath. several years of, of meditation. And just knowing like when, you know, I think an, an easy trick I try to tell people is, because typically what happens when you start getting worked up, your breathing alters. You, you're sure. actually, I mean, it starts getting constricted. And, and if you can acutely realize this and go, well, listen, I just need to calm down. Like, and breathing can help you calm down in the moment. So, you know, that's well, a little trick I, I tell people. Just focus on breathing in those acute moments. There's a ton of science around that, right? I call it when you get hijacked. When you're getting hijacked, you know, oxygen leaves your brain and goes to your bigger muscles. And there's a reason right. for that, right? And you go back to early man, 
when there's a threat, when there's something going on, you either need to run or you got to pick up a stick and fight. Well, <laughs> our brains haven't really evolved all that much. We've evolved, but our brains are pretty much the same brain we had 200,000 years ago. And right. so that breathing exercise, taking a deep breath, that shoots a ton of oxygen back up into your brain. It calms you. It allows you to think. So there's, there's plenty of data to support this. It's a great book called Three Deep Breaths. I can't remember the author, but in it, she talks about every once in a while through the course of it is take three deep breaths. And it's a great way to just kind of reset yourself, you know, yoga, meditation, all that stuff works, but just taking a few breaths every once in a while is a great idea. But, you know, yeah. we were, we were talking earlier that, um, you know, when we're getting people to get where they want to go, what I warn them is, Hey, there's, you're going to slip. You're going to go back and revert back to what, you know, you're going to have that day. And, it's just like we were talking about. You're going to have bad days. That's okay. Every day isn't right. champagne and roses and high fives and fist pumps. And, and you're going to revert back. It's not that you revert back. It's recognizing when you do it, recognizing it sooner, and then, and then actually looking at, okay, what were the events that caused it? Sometimes it's just I didn't get enough sleep that night, right? right. Or I, yeah. I didn't eat something that morning. It's right. rec you know, understanding yourself. There's a great quote by John Maxwell, he says, you know, until you really understand yourself, you can't ever make any changes. And, and I, I just think that's a really great way to look at things, right? Understand who you are, especially under pressure, under stress, then you can actually make those course adjustments and those quarter turns that are going to get you where you want to go. And like you said, it's a process, you know, take you more than a few days to get here. I'll take you more than a few days to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, w w without a doubt. And, uh, you know, what I often tell people, the more you get to know yourself, ironically, the more you'll get to know other people. Because at the end of the day, like most of us are the same. I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're not all that different. I mean, you know, obviously, there are some extremes, but I'd say the bulk of people kind of sit in this middle, middle ground. And, uh, you know, we share more commonality than we do differences very, very often. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Now that uh, you know, you talk about one of the things you're thankful for. I'm thankful for people. I'm I'm one of those people that I actually like people, right? I do, and it sounds interesting, but you know, I've I've worked with some people that, you know, if you really if they're really honest, they, they genuinely don't really like people all that much, right? They work with people, but because it, they have one, to. One, one person told me I, I like people, Tim, just not when I'm working, and I thought that was a really great way to phrase it. But, but I like people and I give people the benefit of the doubt. And, and you know, sometimes they disappoint me, but I'm still going to do that, right? I'm, I'm going to keep it there because there's usually something I can learn from them. Even if I don't like that person all that much or they rub me the wrong way, there's something I can learn from that and extract from that. And I just, I just think it, it's all been compounded, you know, the past eight, nine months with this, right? And is we're just, our bubble wraps thin. Right, we're a little less tolerant. We snap a little easier, and that's why they today Thanksgiving. It's the day to really think about those things that you do care about. The reason why you get up and fight the good fight every day, and deal with situations, and power through when you're not at your best. You know, it's easy to perform when everything's going well. It's there's the definition of courage is forging through when you have no idea what the outcome's going to be. That's real courage, and you know, I think we all have an outcome in mind and I think we can get there, but, you know, Thanksgiving of all days is a day just to, to step back, to think about people, places, things that you care about that are important to you, that energize you, and 
just celebrate that, right? That's, that's why I love Thanksgiving because it's just such an easy day. You don't got to go buy presents for it. <laughs> and this year you don't got to buy as much food apparently. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, as, as we wrap up here, why don't we, uh, why don't we wrap up with uh, sharing uh, what, you know, some things that we're both grateful for in spite of uh, 2020 being a, a, you know, a bigger roller coaster year than, uh, than normal. Sure. Well, obviously always, I'm, I'm always most thankful for my family, my support system, you know, my wife who, who allows me to be the person that I'm going to be. And, and when, it, when I get to travel, allows me to do that and, and supports that. And it's helped me, well, she has, I've helped her, sorry. I've helped her raise two amazing young men uh, and they're, they're home for Thanksgiving and they'll be home for quite a while. Awesome. And I have a big extended family and then like you, a big extended network of friends and, and people I've met through work that I feel like are part of a family. So that's always the one thing I'm most grateful for. And, and I'm also grateful that I get to do what I love to do, which is help people that want to get to their next level. I, I get to give them that opportunity and partner with people like that and like-minded people that want to get where they want to go. It's, that's all I do as a coach. I help people define it and then get there. And it's harder than it sounds to define it. And then, and lastly, I'm, I'm just, you know, grateful that I get to still create new material and put it out into the world. Right. And I, I, I love creating things. I love learning things and then taking that information and synthesizing and throwing it out there. So those are the things I'm always the most grateful for. How about you, Ron? What do you, what are you thankful for here? Well, uh, you know, as I, as I talked about before, you know, I'm grateful for, for my wife, my kids, you know, my family, my brothers. Um, I'm grateful that my mom is still alive and, and she's a high risk person with COVID, you know, living on her own in, in LA and, and being resilient and, uh, you know, strong woman. So uh, grateful for, you know, the lessons I've learned throughout my life by, uh, you know, through my loved ones. Um, I'm grateful for my friends, you know, as, as we talked about, and you're one of them. Um, you know, I'm grateful for, uh, for, for my coworkers, for my colleagues, the people I get to work with every day, the resiliency that they've shown this year, um, the passion that they've shown, um, the positive dent in the universe that, that we collectively share, um, that, that, you know, we're looking to make, uh, with what we do every day, um, personally, as well as professionally, um, and so, you know, I'm grateful for a lot of things. You know, I'm grateful for the partners out there, the customers uh, that we have that have hung in there with us. Um, I'm, I'm grateful, as I mentioned before, our investors who continue to uh, trust and empower us to, to continue to differentiate and, you know, create goodness uh, in, in the world, uh, in, in our particular space. So, you know, a lot of things to be grateful for. I'm grateful for my marketing team and the great work that they've done <laughs> and, and putting together Talent Storm and, and uh, what we've been able to achieve. And, and like I said, um, I'm very, very grateful for guests like you and, and for you yourself and just, you know, who you are as a person, um, what you do for this world, the energy that you create out there and uh, the friendship that, uh, that, that you give to me and many others. And so uh, those are things that I'm grateful for. So thanks for asking. Thank you, Ron. I'm, I'm grateful for you as well. So happy Thanksgiving. Well, hey, happy Thanksgiving to you. And uh, with that, uh, we'll, we'll call it a wrap and you know, another awesome conversation with Tim Furlong. And uh, I'd like to, again, thank you uh, so much for joining me uh, once again on the podcast. And 
Uh, would you mind again sharing with listeners how best they can connect with you and mm -hmm. get some of that wonderful content uh, that you create? Sure. Well, obviously you can go to LinkedIn, you know, Tim, Tim Perlong on LinkedIn. That's easy. Uh, MyQuarterTurns.com is my website. That's where all the articles are housed. Uh, I publish those several times a month. And then just Tim at MyQuarterTurns if you need to email me for any reason. Love to have these kind of discussions with, with people. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'd, I'd also recommend a little, uh, you know, self-promotion for you here. Uh, check out Quarter Turns, uh, Small Shifts, Big Impacts. You can get it on Amazon. I've gotten my copy, and uh, it's, a, it's an easy read, a lot of uh, great insights, so definitely check that out. Um, again, I'd like to, you know, thank everybody for listening. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you prefer to get your stream. We'd also really appreciate it if you gave us a rating and review. If you have any questions or comments for us, please feel free to reach out to us at talentstorm at interviewstream.com. Tim, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Ron. It's all good. Cheers, everyone. Have a great Thanksgiving.